love it. I love it. All right. All right. Hey, welcome to the uh, inaugural Digital Data Cafe podcast. Uh, I'm Albert Thompson, CEO of Driven IQ um, and host of today's show. I want to introduce the one and only uh, infamous and actually my mentor and, and personal friend, CEO and founder of, of People Tech, Mike Kublin. Mike, thank you for joining us. Oh, my God, Albert. Thank you so, so much. And I'm, I'm honored and grateful to be to be here with you. Oh, man, I, I can't begin to tell you how grateful I am that you're here. And, and um, man, we've Thank come you. full circle. I, you know, um, I was a member of what we're going to talk about today. So I'm- I love it. I love it. Yeah, you're a leadership journey graduate. And I'm so, I'm, you're one of my shining stars. And I'm so proud of you because you've actually implemented what we talk about. And, and, and not only talk about what you experience in a journey, you implement it in reality. And that, to me, is music to my ears always. Well, well I appreciate it. You've made a, a massive impact in my life. And I'm telling you, it'll stick with me for, for in, in my entirety, my legacy. And, and you're going to be a part of that. Um, but you know what? What are we talking about, right? What is People Tech? What's the journey? What's, what's your story? Tell us about the People Tech. How you got here? Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Albert. So... The way that the leadership journey started is uh, back, way, way back, I was a uh, director in, the, in an IT uh, department of a large financial organization. And that financial organization is fabulous and uh, actually still a customer of mine today. But back, back, way, way back when I was uh, leading this large group of IT professionals and I got some feedback. It all started with information. I got some feedback. And the feedback was, Mike, you're a visionary, you're motivating, you're inspiring, you're good with relationships, you're, you're really strategic, but you're wishy-washy, and hmm. you don't hold people accountable to behavior. Really? That, yeah, that kind of, it, it, it's true. And that, that kind of punched me hard. It punched me really hard. Of course. I didn't know what to do with it at the time. So I, I actually went out to, to, to uh, lunch with the head of HR. Don't ever go with your HR person. Oh, gosh. Lunch. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I went out. I went out with Herb. He's a good, good friend of mine. And he said, "Mike, you know, you need to do something around about this because you, you, you know, you, you're, you're moving yourself up. You're, you're going to be, you know, getting way ahead. And you got to take care of all this now." And I said, "Well, what do I do?" He goes, "I don't know." Right. <laughs> oh my god. I had no idea. No idea. So, I started to investigate and I found a woman who had her PhD in educational leadership, and she was a nurse that became a PhD, a doctor in, in leadership education. Wow. And I asked her, I said, can you come in and show me where, where I'm creating this problem? Where am and, I wishy-washy? Where were you yeah, wishy-washy? Exactly. Right. Let's where, where learn. Yeah. Right. So she, she came in, worked with our, with me and our IT organization, but she started with me and she showed me where my behavior was creating those perceptions. And wow. she did some assessments with me and it actually came from my strengths. So, you know, I was able to start to shift some things and, and uh, brought the team together. I said, can you work with us? And we were able to turn our value survey from one of the worst to one of the best in the, in the entire organization and company. We, wow. we actually did some great work with our team. I, I was relocated. But, you know, I said, you know, this is what I really love to do. I want to develop leaders and I want to develop teams and organizations. So I got a, a group of people on the side and I started a company while I was working this other job. And I um, ended up, uh, that company didn't work out yet. So 
some issues within ourselves. And then gotcha. I started a few years later, I started people tech, working with people in technologies. But a buddy of mine said, Mike, instead of T-E-C-H, make it a T-E-K. Is there Why? anything to that? Is there anything to the K? It, well, it, 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 it is. It, it's the, the reason it's the T-E-K is he said, because you're going to work with all kinds of companies, not just tech companies. I like so that. TECA, and it was the greatest move ever. Albert, you and I wouldn't even have met probably if I was only with the TECA. Yeah, you probably would have never, it probably would have never happened. would have never taken off. It's the K that took you off. No, I highly doubt that. I think you would have made it work. Uh, uh, thank you. you know, so, so you, you, you got punched in the gut. I mean, that was, that was tough. Right. And, and right. It, it made you look introspective. It started to, to show you, right. That I had to find a way to change my behaviors and, and that led you to the nurse and that kicked off people tech. It sounds like, was she a part it of it? It really start? did. It did. And then actually I, I was running around doing people tech. You know, I, I finally jumped out of corporate America. I was running around doing people tech and I noticed the trend that existed that a lot of people were a lot like me. They were good at doing a job or a task, great at that, got promoted into leadership and no one ever developed them. No one really? ever gave them any tools, methods, techniques. No one ever gave them any insights. So I said, you know what? I don't want other people to suffer with this. Right. And so I created a process. I hired another PhD in educational leadership and worked with her. And, and I, she took what I was doing with individuals and, and teams, and we created it into a process. And that process is called the leadership journey, which you're a graduate of. Which I'm a graduate of. A star graduate. Oh man, well listen, you know, it's just the beginning and the the idea is that, you know, it'll continue to grow. But I will say this, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more about the journey because to this day, I use those principles and those practices in my daily business life. And I, I can't wait for, you know, the audience to hear about the journey and, and, and how it's built. But so tell us, what is the journey? So, so Albert, with Digital Data Cafe, you, you, you've applied the concepts. So you got to pat yourself on the back. Oh and, the, and the thing that's important about a journey, and it was labeled appropriately a journey. Why? Because leadership is a process, not an event. I was um, really felt that most of the leadership development that was out there and still is today, quite frankly, a person reads a book or they go to one class, they may go to a Tony Robbins firewalk or something, and they're all good. Everything is good. There's nothing bad. But they go to that and they think, oh, my God, I'm finished. That's the end of my leadership development. I got everything mastered. I read Five Behaviors of a Dysfunctional Team, which, I, by the way, is a phenomenal book by Patrick yes. Lenny. Yes. And it's great. But the problem is, is these are muscles. Right. And leadership muscles take time to build, just like your physical muscles. You don't go to a gym and say, I went to the gym once this year and all of a sudden my muscles are in great shape. You know right. that. It right. takes time. It takes energy. It takes emotion. It takes discipline. It takes taking your craft and over and over and over again, if you want to be a great leader, which is empowering yourself and others to go where they've never gone before, yes. then you must build those muscles. And they must be built over time. So one of our key principles is the following of a leadership compass. We follow this compass. And the compass has 12 different points of focus. And in the journey that you went to, you learned all 12 points. Yes, that's right. Now, let me ask you a question, because this is interesting. I think you, you made a really good point, right? You talked about, you go to the book, you do the firewalk, 
And listen, I think we've all been victim of this, right? We, we read a book and then we regurgitate a couple of the tidbits in there and we're just repeating what we've heard and we think we're super smart and we're the best leaders ever, right? Um, but just like you mentioned, right? Going to the gym, it's a repetitive process. It's discipline, right? You don't, hey, let's just face it. You didn't put on the weight in two weeks. You're not going to lose it in two weeks. Exactly. Right. So you're, a lifetime and, yes. and, uh, of information from the time you're a child to the time you've grown up to become the leader that you are. It takes another lifetime to keep growing and learning and transforming. Right. So now how does so besides the journey right now, from your experience, how does one get into that disciplined, regimented, you know, routine? Because it's intimidating. I'm not going to listen. Let's not sugarcoat it. I myself have been like, man, you know, I want to become a reader. And, you know, I want to, I want to make sure I'm learning everything I can, but you know, I've got family, I've got life. I've got, how do we, how does one start building these, these techniques? And again, I want to get back to the compass too, but just your thoughts. So the first step is to say, to be, um, to, is to follow a discipline and just like you do on a diet uh, with Weight Watchers or going to a gym, I go to CrossFit, yep. just like I go to CrossFit and build my physical muscles, there's a process of activities that you get involved in. And over time, if you're doing the right activities, because there's a guy who wrote a book also on the, the power of the of the right habits, because you could practice wrong habits until your head falls Very good point. Very good point. Right habits. It's the right habits. And, 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 and this guy, Charles Duhigg, who wrote this thing about habits, you got to be following correct ones when you're following them. And then, then you keep building them. You get better and better. My trainer at the gym, I know he's teaching me the right things. I don't get hurt, but what I do is get stretched to it. And, and I take myself where I haven't gone before. Right. And he knows just that level to do it. And then the next couple of days later, you go back and you get some more couple of days later, you go get back and get some more and you build different muscles. So right. it's the same thing with leadership development. So right. for example, uh, we talk about uh, accountability. Yeah. How do you hold people accountable? Yes. That is a process, not an event. Well, you've got to find out what is it that you're doing that people don't think you're holding them accountable. As much as I've improved over the years and my team has told me I've improved, I still have ways to go. Yes, yes. So again, I can surround myself by all these people that are fabulous at holding people accountable. And then I can start getting better at it myself. And I found out that everything ties into accountability. For example, your vision, mission, goals, and measures, you can have it, but if you're not holding people accountable to it, then you're saying one thing and doing another. I, I, I got to tell you, I like that, right? Core takeaway. I mean, if we're listening here, accountability, right? Everything kind of goes back to accountability. Yes. And if, yes. if we're hearing you correctly, right, that's a massively critical component to becoming a better leader, right? So let's talk about that. Tell us about accountability and, and how to, how, so here you go. How does one hold people accountable in a productive and positive way and still accomplish the goal? I think it starts with things like our compass. I'm going to give an example using the sure. compass, which is the journey, which is what you, you graduated yes, from. Sir. So if you recall in the journey, the first component of, of what, we're, what we have our executive coaches work with people on, and you were assigned an executive coach who worked with you. And the first thing they did is help you understand that being self-aware is your responsibility. Yep. You are accountable to be aware. You're accountable to be open, vulnerable, not saying you know it all, but learning every day that you're in this journey process, 
But even after the journey ends, you're there to learn about yourself and you're to learn about others. Yes. Well, what about yourself? What are your goals? What is your vision? What is your dream? What is your aspiration? What special skills, abilities, and talents do you have that you possess that comes so easy and so natural? What do other people possess? Because not only are you accountable for yourself, you are, as the leader are accountable for a whole team and a whole organization of people. Yes, and now you know that, Albert. You, that, you yes. run a digital beta cafe and you have responsibility for all the people that are working with you. That's so right. it's a two-way mirror. You got to not only look in the mirror at yourself, you got to look in the mirror at all the other people and have them do it too. So are they accountable to learn, grow and transform? Yes. Yes. They need to have a vision, a mission, a goals and measures and they have to hold themselves and other people accountable that that's what they're trying to create. You know, I always say, um, and this is this is my management core belief, and I this is what, what I always kind of hold true to. Um, you know, I don't think that people ever wake up and say, I want to do a bad job today. You know, Damn. I just really want to show up late for work and take, you know, an hour long lunch break and I, or two hour long lunch break. And I want to just, you know, do subpar tasks. And I'm just really looking forward to my manager yelling at me today. I don't believe that. I don't believe that people, um, you know, intrinsically want to do a bad job. They want to do a good job. But there's yes. other things that are not holding them accountable. That's not, exactly or themselves. it to the, for themselves. It's not, and it's for them and it's for their organization. Their organization says only I know the vision, mission, goals. You can't have that information because it's hmm. it'll be you'll do something wrong with it. You've got to have a trusting way, a trusting organization. And that's why all these muscles tend to work together with each other. Like if you go into a gym, if you only build your leg muscles, right? That's the only part of your body that's going to be strong right right but everything is integrated everything so you can't have your legs strong and your arms weak that's right okay? yeah you can't it's all integrated together every component so how do you do it yeah. you begin doing exercises you can still read books i can, i say reading books like uh the, the QBQ, which you read the journey john yep. miller's the, the question, question behind the question yep. behind the question asking what can I do and how can I do it? Not who to blame and how to blame them, but taking ownership and responsibility. That's a lesson. That's a building muscles on accountability. Reading the five dysfunctions of a team by Patrick Lencioni. That's building your teamwork muscles. It's not over. You've got to now practice. Okay, well, what does Lencioni talk about? Lencioni talks about things like how to build trust. Well, how you build trust starts with you and the vulnerability that you're willing to share and That's letting right. other people be open and vulnerable so that they can be open with each other and sharing what problems do they see that exist. That's if right. everybody's hiding problems, then you have a non-trusting team. That's right. That's right. And, you know, you, I've heard you say this a couple of times, and I, I think we'd be amiss if we didn't, you know, go into it, but vulnerability, right? You know, I yes. think as we grow and as we become better leaders and, and even, you know, older, right? Wisdom with age, you've got that wisdom. We're getting older, we're getting more wise. Yeah. And yeah. you start to realize that, you know, you always have to maintain that spirit of coachability, that spirit of humility and, and vulnerability. And in the beginning, right, we all have these defense mechanisms, right? If I need to get coached up, the first thing a lot of times is it's not me. It's not me. I didn't do anything. It's, it's somebody else. And you just don't have that spirit of coachability. And to your point, if you have a team that's just filled with not being open with the problems or being vulnerable, then what do you have? 
It's so funny that you say this, Albert. About, about four years or three years after I got feedback that I didn't hold people accountable, they did the report again and I improved greatly. However, uh -huh. it was in there that I still need to work on accountability. <laughs> and they had a coach. I had an executive coach sitting with me and I said, they just don't get it. They don't get it. Right. And he said, he said to me, he goes, I think you're being a little bit defensive. I go, no, I'm not. Right. Yes. Yes. And we've all I been there. <laughs> we've all been there. T tell me that nobody hearing this right now has not been there. We've all been there. If you don't say that you haven't been there, you're not telling the truth. You know, we because we we take our, our craft, whether it's managing a team or whether it's managing a project or, yes. you know, sales and, you know, you fall short. We all fall short. And then when somebody comes to coach, whether it's right or wrong, it's not me. It's this. I, I didn't do it. So what, what, what did you get from that? What happened? Tell us. So what ended up happening is I recognized, I said, you know, you're right. As soon as he said, as soon as he said you're being I said. started to realize that I was becoming defensive. Yeah. Okay. And that I had to accept when you start to learn the different tools in the journey, like you did, Albert, you look at things like magic dust. Yep. Um, and so things for me is I'm good with people. I'm good with relationships and I'm good with, you know, thinking of the dream and the creativity. But if I overuse that, if I overuse my magic dust, it becomes my Achilles heel. That's right. It gets in my way. So, you know, you learned yours in the journey. I do you did. remember I what did. it is? Do you well, remember what yours is? I, I do remember what mine is. But before I share what my magic dust is, why don't you tell us what is magic dust? So we put some okay, context behind it. Great point. Yeah. What's the magic dust? Magic dust is the skills, abilities, talents that you possess that are very unique to you come so easily to you that you'd almost you would do them for free anywhere you go. And in any job that you have, any role, any responsibility, you're bringing that magic dust. Now, the beautiful thing about it is everyone possesses magic dust. Every person on the planet. That is right. Everybody's got magic dust. Everybody. Now, uh, a, a wonderful person told me recently, she was at a journey graduation and afterwards she told the whole class, she said, Mike, the leadership journey is the real diversity and inclusion program. And I said, why do you say that? Right. And she goes, because you've all focused on helping everyone understand the special, unique gift that they bring to any role or any responsibility. And you help each person, no matter who they are, understand what that is. Mm, that's I wonderful. That. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, it, it punched me hard because I, I never thought of it that way. And, it, and it's true. Yeah. It's, we're no better than any other person on this planet. Every single person. Now we may be better at doing a certain role at that certain time, but yep. they're better than us at do doing other things at those times. You know what? You, you, you couldn't have said it any better. So it's funny that you said that, right? So one of the things that I, I've been saying actually fairly lately, right, is look, there's 97 things that I'm terrible at. Terrible. There's three things that I know I'm really, really good at, and I'm going to double down on those three things. And exactly. You know that's, that's exactly what I learned. Yes. That's double it. down and surround yourself. I've got great accountability people. That's right. If you talk to any of my team, these people are unbelievable. They hold right. me accountable. They hold others accountable. They are phenomenal. They see things that I don't see. Yep. Now, it doesn't mean I don't need to get better at No, it means I still need to get better. But it, you said is just, just double down on what you're great at. Yes. Let them do what they're great at. 
and then empower them. That's right. And empower them for what they're great at. Because to your point, that's their magic dust. That's the three things they're double downing on. Exactly. And then the second thing you said, and I think this is critical, right? Surrounding yourself with those people to make you, you know, the, the, the collective is better than the one, right? I totally believe, and that's why I'm so proud of what you've done at Digital, that you're not in there by yourself. You've surrounded yourself with a phenomenal team, and you brought people with their special gifts and abilities and talents. And it is not us that do it alone. True leadership is when you have people that are working together with you for the common vision, mission, goals, and measures. And then all of you align your behavior to it. And that's a process of discipline as well. How do we align our behaviors? How do we talk about these things? Where are we doing it? Where are we not doing it? How are we nurturing our customers? What are we doing? What are we not doing? And, And it's those discussions that bring leadership alive, bring the five behaviors, bring the QBQ alive. Uh, and numerous books uh, that we can talk about. Well, listen, I think we're all curious. So I'll, I'll do my magic dust. What's your magic dust? You go first. Everyone's going to want to hear. So what do you think your magic dust is? Well, you know. mine, I've, I've talked about it a little bit already. My magic dust is motivating, inspiring, and uh, being there to support people and not judge them as good, bad, right or wrong, but really empower them to go from where they are to where they want to be and giving them all the tools to get there. So I'm very sharing oriented and, and loyal to them. Oh, I like that. And I, I couldn't agree. I, I definitely know that for a fact. So I think what, what my magic does that I, I pulled from it, was uh, you know the ability to to really get that rapport and that that leadership piece right, so I can get people to believe in what it is that I believe in, and and you know corral the troops right and build that morale and motivate. To your point, I think we share that motivation piece. We do. We share it very. We share high. the motivation piece and uh and, and inspiration. And I think at the end of the day, right, um, it's it's the passion, right? So I bring the passion it, it, to, to what I. You bring the passion, and you yeah. bring and I bring the inspiration. But that's right. <laughs> it is. It's that passion. We both have similar, we're probably both D's and I's. We are, if you, I don't know if you remember what we were. We both were, we both did it. We're both D's and I's. I love it. I love right. it. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It, so that's it, the it, disc, it, right? So do you want to talk about the disc? Tell us so about let me disc. talk about the disc because that's yeah. another point on the compass tools. Assessments and tools are important for communication. When you talk about like, just like you go to a gym and you use weights, these are your weights. So okay. what kind of weights do you use? Well, one of the weights that you learn in the journey is the disc. Okay. Uh, whether you, you're using dominant behavior, uh, which is goal-oriented, results, get things done, pushy, uh, I want to focus, I want to I you know, push this thing through, yep. those are the Ds. The Is, the influencers, are people-oriented inspirators. They love getting things done through people. They like motivating them, inspiring them. And then your Ss, your steadiness. Those are people that get jobs and tasks done. They steadily move through obstacles and things and they get things accomplished and they do it with their heads down. They don't, they don't stop. And then the C's, the critical thinkers are the conscientiousness. Those are very detailed, refining people that love the analytics, love the methodical step-by-step information. And you need all of them to complete. And you've seen in the digital beta cafe and I've seen in people, 
tech, how all of these things come together. You can't just have D's and I's running around, motivated, yeah. inspiring, no. you can't get a lot of good things done. It's interesting that you brought that up, right? Because uh, if I recall in the journey, right? So you can almost be, to your point, I think you said earlier, right? You can um, be maybe over uh, zealous on your own traits and it becomes an actual Achilles heel. I think those are your words, Achilles heel. So, you know, cause you it can is. become overly bullish. Like I'm bullish on me. I'm bullish on Albert, but I can maybe overshoot right without that cross check of those additional people on the team. Right. I've never in I've doing people tech for 25 years. And before people tech, I had another company for five, three to five years. And prior to that was working just with, uh, with Carol, who I mentioned earlier, I have not met a person yet on the planet that doesn't have magic dust and doesn't potentially overuse their special skills and ability. And if you overuse it, if you're too zealous, it becomes your Achilles heel. It gets in your way. And what do I mean by gets in the way? The issue is you may not know it's getting in your way. Right. And if it's getting in your way, it's not serving you well. Okay. The issue is, are you willing to become vulnerable? Are you willing to work with a coach? Are you willing to look at it? Doesn't mean you have to change anything. Right. It just means you might need to tweak just a little bit of a spec so that someone else's magic can be felt and right. understood and heard. Because you talk about um, a lot of times you talk about the reflection, right? You talk about looking at your reflection and being on a daily measurement of yourself, right? And being yes. able to affirm yourself and then also, you know, reaffirm some of the things that you need to, to get done or whatever the case is. But you, you've got to always have that, you know, looking at yourself from a mirror perspective. I think you, you talk about that. Well, what do you mean by that sometimes? Yes. Um, well, again, everything is a reflection okay of you the people you surround yourself with the behavior and actions that you link up to the type of, of mindset that each person possesses all of these need to be looked at in a, in a mirror that's why the awareness is is forever ongoing and you want to have healthy, honoring, respectful conflict. It's another point on the compass. What does that mean? That means how do we hold ourselves accountable to quality, to accuracy, to process, to discipline, to uh, acumen of all of the information of the financials, the data, you're in the data business. Yeah, we're in the data business, right? And yep. it's gotta be accurate. It's gotta be good. You gotta, you gotta make sure that there's high integrity, particularly dealing with data and right. analytics. And um, we're all in a business. And when you take that information, you gotta look at it. You gotta look in the mirror and how you're using it. You gotta have high values, high integrity because the vision, mission, goals, and measures document is you, you could say anything on one side of the equation, but until your behavior and values link up to what you're saying is, you, you'll have an integrity issue if it's not in alignment. And as a leader, you do not want an integrity issue. You know, I'm so glad you said that, right? Because there's all different types of leaders. And I, I've seen leaders that try to win and buy affection. I've seen leaders that try to force, you know, their, their management style. Um, and, I, and, and, and to be you know, completely honest, right, I don't think you get that buy-in from your team until they buy into you, right? No and that's about it. all about that integrity piece. So if you were talking to, say, uh, a new manager just coming out and just or managing a team or who knows, maybe a seasoned professional, what kind of advice would you give them? Like, right, uh -huh. you know, like just some of the things like say, hey, my team's not 
my team's not working the par. Maybe they're not hitting quota. Maybe they're not listening. What, what kind of just simple basic advice would you give them? I would start with start to look inside. Okay. Mm. The other thing I would say is potentially take the leadership journey. <laughs> well, I definitely you know, think this. I've I last year, two years ago when COVID hit, I started an experiment. Mm -hmm. And the experiment was I wanted to take a couple of young folks and I wanted to see if I gave them everything, my coaching, okay, yep. as many times as they wanted every month, as many emails, meetings, whatever. And I took two gentlemen. Why? Because they both approached me. And here's another one. They both invested their own money in themselves. There you go. Now, did I charge them, you know, the premium top things? That no, I didn't. But I did. They, there was a fee. Okay. And there is a fee. They're still in coaching today. Yeah. These, these two gentlemen, one meets with me once a month, and he's very satisfied with that. One meets with me every week. Wow. Both are phenomenal. Why are they phenomenal? Because they do everything and anything to implement change to be the best leaders that they can be. They empower themselves to go where they've never gone before. Now, what do I include in that? I included the leadership journey. Why? Because I need a set of instruments. We talked about the disc. And if you remember in the journey, there's, there's four other instruments right. that, that, that a person does. And those instruments are your weights. It's like doing deadlifts. It's like right. doing, you know, pull-ups. Uh, it's like running around the block. You need those assessments. You need those tools to build those muscles. Yes. So I had to get them level set with that journey. And so they went through that separately. They were in each separate journeys. And that was the base that gives us a lot of discussion area. Why? Because in the journey, you have to create your vision, mission, goal. You have to. You have to understand or begin understanding your, your magic dust. So all of those things. Then you have a business problem you want to solve. Yes. In their case, both of them wanted to get promoted. So okay. that, that was their goal. The issue is, here's the beautiful thing. And I tell them this, both of them. They're willing to put their own money to that. And I've been doing this for a long, long time. Many, many people most wait for their company to take care of them. Not now, is that a major issue? No. no. And it, it, it's good that the company the companies need to do that. It's very yes. important. However, I was just totally blown away with these guys putting their investment into that's themselves. Right. That's right. To me, it's, that's beautiful. Well, uh, so it's funny that you said that, right? Because um, if you're not willing to invest in yourself then the question you should ask if you look back inside is why should someone invest in me? Exactly. Right? And exactly. so then, then you really have to start to ask yourself, am I, am I doing all that I can do to be the best that I can be? Cause if you're not willing to invest in yourself, right? I mean, think about that. Exactly. That's why I say it's the behavior that really matters. Take a company. Yes. A company could say I'm people oriented. I'm people oriented. I'm people oriented, but they don't invest in their people. Yeah. They don't put any development into that. Well, how can you say that and not do that? Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. granted, you might be doing other things for them. I don't know the answer, but right. usually when you peel it back, they're saying one thing and doing another. That's incredible. And you know, the fact is, and, and, and the great thing about these two young gentlemen, right? So they invested in themselves, but that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a big sign that they wanted to change and they wanted to change those behaviors and they were exactly. willing to make that personal investment into themselves 
So do we have an update on those guys? How are they doing? I will tell you that within a year and a, and a couple of months, they're both, they're both in, way in the year two. And that was my goal to see if they continued. Both of them did that. And both of them have been promoted. That's what I was going to ask. There you go. Both All of them right. have been promoted. It is, and they're both so happy with it. I, I, I just, it's music to my ears. Yeah. Well, my goal, you know, when I attended the journey, right, was, you know, and listen, I've always known this. And for many years, I've, I've had several companies. They've done well. If some flopped, you know, I've face planted on several, you know, and, and we're, we're doing great here. Driven IQs, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, you have to make those changes, invest in yourself right? Yes. Set the root. I mean, listen, set the discipline and just yes. make that happen. Cause you have to exercise the, 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 the muscles. You have to do it. You have to. So, so what's, what's going to happen? It comes full circle. You got to get feedback again. Yes. You got to get 360 feedback. Well, you're doing it in the journey. Yep. You need it again. Well, I what, it again. Okay. Now what, now where are I, what, what do I need to do? Right. Where am I? What's going on? And then you have to work with your coach to develop those muscles again. Yeah. Hey, listen, like I said, you got to maintain the spirit of coachability. You can't just say that, right? So you got to really, truly want to be coached. And that's how you're going to get better. You know, you said uh, a minute uh, earlier, you said that you empower them to go where they've never been before and to feel that. Tell me why that is so critical to achieving success. I have a, a thought process, but I want to hear yours. Well, in one of our definitions of leadership is that is our people tech definition, right. empowering yourself and others to go where you wouldn't have ever gone and maybe not gone without a little bit of a nudge. From there you go. Because we're mm -hmm. coaches and we help people do that. Yep. So that's the true discipline of leadership. And it's the true magic of leadership. What you're doing with digital cafe Data, digital data cafe, you're empowering the world to go to where it's never gone before. Right. And right. Th these companies, anybody, you're empowering all of your people that are part of it. You, you empowered yourself to go there. Yes. So it takes courage. Yep. And uh, the courage is the backbone. We, uh, I wrote a book of uh, the 12 uh, steps of courageous leaders. And that was the first book that I wrote many years ago. And it follows the journey, okay, if you will. And it has a term in there called courageability, which is the art and science of living your life with courage and discipline of courage. And it's empowering yourself to go where you haven't gone. Well, why? Because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. You've got to put yourself in an uncomfort zone to achieve your vision, your mission, your goals. And as a matter of fact, I always use uh, Howard Stern as examples for leadership. And on one of his shows, he was interviewed as a master interviewer. And in one of his shows I heard, yeah, he was yeah. interviewing. I can't remember exactly who it was, but the, 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 the person had a vision, mission goals. And Howard asked him, did you have a backup plan? Because he was living on somebody's couch. And uh, he was living on their couch. He was another famous person. And Howard said, did you have a backup plan? And he said, Howard, this is one thing I found. Anyone that had a backup plan never reached their dream never lived their dream. That is a hundred percent right. That is because you're either all in or you're not. <laughs> you're either all in or you're all, not all right, in. Right, right. When I really was sticking did. my toes in working for corporate, I went part-time first. Then I finally yes. grudgingly jumped off. That was the best thing that ever happened. The best you thing that ever happened. Jump right. off. You have to. And you know, it's funny because there's a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business, you know, folks that want to be like, you know, I want to own my own business. I want to start a business. And you know, I'll get asked that too. It's like, you know, well, when was the right time? Was it? Listen, 
you know, and you've got to do it. You just have to commit to it. And then, you know, the other thing too, about, you know, empowering them to go where they've never been before. The, the other piece for me is that what it does is it unlocks something. And you know what it unlocks? It unlocks the fact that you attained it and you saw it and it maybe wasn't as hard as you thought. And well, then you realize, true. then you realize, you know what? I can do this and more. And then you just go and set those vision mission goals and hit it and attain it and blow it through. And then you unlock more in your life. There's some power that's watching over you. I can't explain what it is, but you're 100% right. I still question that. Like, oh, yeah, okay, you just keep going. I, now, I, 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 there is a definition that empowering yourself to go where you've never gone before, that is true leadership. Yes. Here's, again, another way to build these muscles. Management is planning, organizing, controlling, and following up. And we all have to have disciplines in management. That sure. in and of itself is important as well. Some people are better managers than others. Right. You have to have the people that have magic dust in management, the phenomenal strengths. Yep. And there's being a great coach. And, and that's helping others to achieve their desired goals and objectives. And so you're, you're helping them to, to reach their goals. You're coaching them. And then there's being a great technician. They're all great. The issue is you have to decide what lane are you going to play in. That's it. Because you only have a limited amount of time. If you're always going to be the technician working on the programming and making sure the bits and the bytes are all right, you don't have time to be a coach, a manager, or a leader. So you have to analyze how much time are you spending in each bucket. I love that. I love that you said that because you know what? Sometimes we just do things just to do things and we're not really assessing, you know, okay, am I being the coach here? Am I being the leader here? Am I being the technician? And yet you want to go from being the technician to being the coach. And then you're back to the technician and you're not giving yourself any justice in any one of those categories. In anyone. And so you have to make a determination. You know, we all have to spend time in all of them, but you can't be equal in all of them. One has got to be your decision. If you're going to be the leader, then you've got to be empowering people to go where they've never gone before. And you got to be able to do that. Yeah. And then if you're going to be the manager, you better be a great one at it. You better have magic dust. For That's it. right. You better have magic dust. So, you know, if I was interested in the journey, let's say I'm a, you know, a, a business, how, how would one get involved with this? How would one get a hold of you? What would we do? Well, we have a website and it's mm -hmm. peopletechcoaching.com, P-E-O-P-L-E-T-E-K coaching, C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. Uh -huh. We would ask you to go there, contact me. I'm M Kublin, K-U-B-L-I-N, M Kublin at peopletechcoaching.com. Send me a note. We'll chat about, is the journey appropriate for you? We run them in cohorts. We run them in cohorts of 10 to 12 people. We run an open enrollment several times a month. You sign up for a cohort and you're mixed with other leaders that are out there that are just like you wanting to obtain goals, be the best leaders that they can be and have a, this blueprint, I call it this leadership yeah. journey. Yeah. And uh, so that's the way you do it. There's also the complementary tools out there. There's the compass, go out and print it off. It's out, it's out on the, on the, on the, on the web. On people, on peopletechcoaching.com with a K peopletechcoaching.com. And now I have to tell you, you should, if you're not doing this, you should go out and do this. Okay. I'm, I'm a living testament that it has changed my life. It will change my, the impact and the byproduct of it will change the lives of my people, my, my, my team, my employees, their families' lives. Um, 
Mike, you've made such a, a dramatic impact. I can't imagine how many lives you've touched with, with your coaching and, and your abilities, but you are celebrating a special journey, right? So let's wrap uh, with that. Tell us what's the, what's, what's special so, about this so one? Much. Yeah. Tell, tell us. We're, we're, we're celebrating. And I was totally in shock because my team was the one that figured it out. We, 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 this year we hit 25 years in business, but wow. we're also hit it. Yes. 25 years ago, right. we started people tech. The journey didn't come for till about 10 years later, but we're celebrating our 200th open enrollment journey. Wow. That means that it's not a company oriented. A lot of companies decide to run their own journeys. You know, they run them for their own teams and that's fine. We love that. But, but also we love open enrollment. Why? Because you're learning from other leaders at other companies and you're getting a chance to see that it's not much different. You know, they're, they're right. learning the same things. The things you think you're struggling with, that you're learning that they're struggling with it too. Right. So right. you have an open area to talk about these things. And we're running our 200th journey. It is going to be special. We are going to do a special award during it. And uh, well, I look forward to that going to that. I go to every graduation, as you know, Albert, and yep. I, I think I've only missed one. And that was because some other group was graduating at the same time. Oh my be, God. I couldn't be in person and virtual at the same time. <clears throat> well, I, I can tell you right now, Driven IQ and, uh, and, and Digital Data Cafe, both we're going to, uh, you know, we're obviously going to be sending, uh, you know, our folks through the journey. Um, so if you're a, if you're a manager, if you're some small business owner, anybody's welcome to go to open enrollment. Right. But then yes. you also have, yes. um, large companies, right. They could reach out to you, right. Oh, yes. You've worked yes. with, uh, uh, American we express. With, uh, we work with American express. We work with bank United. We work with Sloan Kettering. We work with, we work with a lot of different organizations. Right. So, so, so the Rolodex is there. You guys are, you guys are it. You bring, you make leaders into visionary journeys, uh, Right. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And I'm so proud. I love what you're doing, Albert. Oh and gosh. I can't thank, thank you me. enough. You, thank you're, you so much. You're, you're the journey in action. And that's where the real learning takes place. <clears throat> well, here, here, here's here's what I have to say at the end of it. Well, I, I appreciate that. But, you know, proof is in the continuing education and the continue to be vulnerable and grow. There's there's the, I'll, I'll talk to that for a second. Yeah. Uh, several years ago, a, a friend of mine had gone through a different leadership program and somebody recommended that he go through the journey. And so he went through the journey. He was 80 years old when he went through it. His wife said, Mike, he's doing all of his homework. He's doing everything. He's learning. He's making changes. He told me if he had gone through the journey when he was so much younger, major decisions that he made would have shifted. He wow. was the, he started a university in South Florida and built it in one, to one of the largest universities anywhere. And unfortunately he's deceased now. And, but, but at the end of the day, it made me so proud to hear how this person was able to shift and grow and, and was still learning. Yeah. Well, well you can't, you can't ask, you cannot ask for something that's, that's uh, as amazing as that and, to, and how you touch people's lives. So uh, Mike, uh, I really appreciate you and, and thank you for everything you've done and, and thank you for coming to the show. Thank you, Albert. I so much appreciate it. It's been wonderful. Thank you, sir.